Hello, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Tax season is upon us. Did you know that 47% of Americans are planning to use their tax refunds for everyday expenses, home improvements, and vacations? What if you used your tax refund for a new home instead? Again, this is Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Your tax refund can be used towards down payment, closing costs, or paying down existing debt to help get approved. So before you spend that tax refund, let's get together and see how to best utilize those funds to invest in, in your new home. Call or text me at 502-680-0953. Again, that's 502-680-0953. NMLS ID 448-908, DAS Acquisitions, LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, NMLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing lender. You have scoured the podcast world. You have finally found the place where news is weighed in the balance. Jerry, two words and two question marks. Hey, Wednesday. Wing it Wednesday, Jerry. There you go. Wing it Wednesday. Yeah, that's what we're going to call it today. Wing we it don't Wednesday. mean because we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. No, absolutely not. Oh, uh, we had a little hiccup there right at the beginning with our connection. I think it's all fixed now. Yay. Did you ever go to Buffalo Wild Wings? Yeah, like me does. I'll never forget the first time I was there. Uh, I went with Paul. He was a manager at a store in Cincinnati, and I'd been sent up there to help. And uh, lunchtime, he takes me out to lunch. We're going to B-dubs, first time I'd ever been there. And I'm uh, sitting here shooting the crap with him. We, we place our order for wings. And the lady says, what kind of sauce do you want? And I said, no, I have hot. She said, which hot? I said, how many hots do you have? And she just goes like this, throws her hands up. And there was a wall behind her. And uh, I was like, holy crap. Being Trying to be macho, I say, I'll take the hottest you got. She says, are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Never regretted a menu item that I've ordered quite that bad. Oh, my gosh. I got a funny story about that. My oldest son, he's a hot guy. He likes it hot. Yeah. And he wanted the T-shirt. If you do the wing challenge there with the heat, you get a free T-shirt. He wanted that T-shirt. Wanted it bad. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, yep, I got this. So he was sitting at the far. There was like eight of us at the table. It's a long table. He was at the far end of the table. I, it was burning my nose from that distance. Now, I'm a lightweight. You know that uh, when it comes to heat. But it was burning my nose. Yeah. From the other and this boy, the he done the whole thing. The 12 wings, fire, nothing to drink. He, he beat it. And at the end of it, he was looking rough. So the, nur the, the nurse, the, the waitress comes back, and she's like, you did it. Yay. Here's a headband. We're out of t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, so God. mad. Yeah, that's a, 
it was like, how do you not tell somebody going in? Because he even told her, I want that T-shirt, you know. Or they should have given him the option, you know, leave us your name and we'll send next you time one. you're here. We'll send you one or next yeah. time, you know, stop by in a couple of weeks. But, yeah, that's just not right. I used to love Max and Armas in some of those places uh, back when they were in Lexington. They had this burger that was, I don't know, like a five-pound hamburger, five pounds of meat. You know, and the bun was huge and probably half a head of lettuce and two or three tomatoes. The entire thing was huge. It was called the garbage burger. And if you could eat the whole thing, uh, the meal was free. You got your picture up on the wall. But if you couldn't eat it, you had to pay. And I think it was like 35, 40 bucks. And I always wanted to try it and knew that I would never be able to finish it. So there's a lot of places that have that, right? The some huge outlandishly huge dish and if you can eat the whole thing oh yeah then it's the, free the big one is usually that porterhouse steak you get like a 48 ounce steak sorry for the dogs they are wired tonight uh anybody wants it's some free good. dogs i'll i'll be happy to give you sunny <laughs> can't get away my other two sunny best one of the bunch yeah he's quiet he's a little old fella but he he's the one you hear barking in the background it's bad. It will be fine. For those that are wanting to reach us, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. You can email us at newsworthywithstevenjerry at gmail.com. Or if you choose to use the text line, you can text us at area code 540-709-1318. And we would certainly love to hear from more of you guys. And Steve is always saying suggestions, criticism, whatever it is, we'd love to hear it. So bring it on. Crazy news in week. A lot of stuff going on. Hopefully we won't get into too much stuff that's going to raise Steve's blood pressure this week. But you never know. We always say that. We always say that. And we actually do intend to do that. But we end up gravitating towards Ukraine or Trump or something that has veins throbbing pretty quickly. Yeah, well, we were scheduled to have a good day yesterday. Uh, sick kids and busy schedules interfere with that. Hence the name, Wednesday. We were, yep. we were prepared for one thing, and now we're doing something different. So um, It'll be aight. It'll be aight. You like Chris Rock? I really, really like what Chris Rock had to say this week. Did you see the show? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I think it was, when I watched that, I also watched uh, another show that he did, I think, four or five years ago. I think his daughter now is maybe a sophomore in college. And the other one, I think she was a freshman in high school. And I think it was, no, I know it was the other one. Uh, that was a few years ago, but and the other one he mentioned about that he was at Michelle and Barack Obama's final farewell party, and he was there. And at one point, he was uh, talking to Michelle, just Michelle and himself. And of course, at this point, they already know that you know Trump has won. Trump's going to be the next president. So he's talking to Michelle, and Michelle's like, you know, I just I, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm really worried. And he said he thought about it, and he's like, you're going to be all right. You'll be all right. <laughs> and she turned to him and said, Chris, I'm talking about the country. He said, I've never felt so stupid in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be all right. Well, 
Uh, you talk about uh, not getting my blood pressure up tonight. I've got one little story that isn't even a news story. It was a post on an Instagram okay. that got my blood fired up today. Like okay. this whole morning I was angry. And I think when people you look up to and you respect do dumb stuff publicly, sure. it makes you even more mad, angry. Sure. Um, uh, we'll get into that. Don't let me forget that, though. That's that's really, really, really important. So how was your week, Jerry? My week was good. Mochi, glad you're here. Fuzzy, glad you're here. Woohoo! Your week? Dude, I had a closing today. I've been busy. Very nice. Uh, I'm taking uh, Friday off, so that's going to be nice. Yeah, always nice. Um, Three-day weekend. Going to go on a long ride. Yeah. Well, no, not really. I work Saturday. I work, you know, I, I'm a realtor. I work all the time. But So when I do get an opportunity to get away, I usually have to have a phone attached to me just in case something comes up. But yep. um, I, I am taking Friday off. I'm going to go for a long drive and just see what's what. Um, clear my head a little bit, you know, things are moving forward. So that's that. Um, speaking of places, you know, I don't know. Have you decided yet where you're going to go? I think so. Yeah. Okay. We kind of got this big thing going on on the 18th and I need to get some good, yeah. uh, beverages for that. So gotcha. I'm going to head South to get those, I think. Well, if you, speaking of going South, another good location, it might be a little far to go, but Australia, nice place. Speaking of Australia, do you know what an Australian kiss is? Uh, Jerry, put your lips back. I know. Get away from me. Oh. Australian kiss. What's that? Well, it's like a French kiss, but down under. <laughs> That's terrible. You know what to say. It's a land down under, right? Oh, gosh. That was a terrible that, joke. That was a good joke right there. The other joke you had, tell it. Because you got to redeem that. That was terrible. Like, I'm not even giving you credit for that. I'm going to give you another oh, joke nice. because that was that bad. Mother joke. Steve didn't have one. I tried to give him one, and this is the one that I was trying to give away. What do you get when you cross an angry sheep and an angry cow? What's that? You get two animals that are in a bad mood. <laughs> now, that's a good joke. <laughs> I don't know. Show of hands. I like the land down under. Oh, geez, boo. What do you have against the land down under? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> this is a G-rated show. So so we can't talk about Australia? Oh, yeah, Australia. Too many things that I want to kill you. No, thank you. Not interested. Just the land down under. One star, not going back. <laughs> not that I've ever been. You know, we have... Uh, we used to play that. You used to play the game, the TF4 game. And one yeah. of our good buddies, Casey, is a that played that game with us. He's a rock, an avid rock climber. Yep. Um, and he told me the other day something I didn't know. Uh, most rock climbers don't. They only do that three three uh, seasons out of the year. Really? Yeah. They don't do the fall season. I can see why. <laughs> Any? Absolutely see why. So what's nothing on else, your... rename it, Autumn. Yeah, no kidding. So what's on your agenda tonight, Jerry? Anything exciting and wonderful and glorious? No, not really. I just keep telling myself, you'd be aight. Yeah, well, you might be. Wow. I have nothing to cover. No topics. 
But, <laughs> but you know what? We'd be I. You are hung up today. You're glitching. I love that. I love Chris Rock. Chris Thank Rock you. just, you know, he just, now obviously we can't share it on here because it's an adult adult program. We but can share uh, a lot of it. No. Not if we watch the same thing because every other word, we'd be beeping every other word. I don't mean we can share the, the actual Chris Rock footage. I mean, no. we can share the sentiment and just leave yeah. out the you know, words. Uh, you you can, and basically it was just, you know, I really looked up to to him. He got hurt cool, really man. bad, and and he took it out on me. And it's exactly what he was saying. You know, and he was saying she hurt him way worse than he hurt me. Yeah. I didn't do this. I'm not the reason. I'm not the one that had the entanglements. But he yeah. chose to take it out on me. Yeah, and, and we've kind of all been there. We've we can understand his his. Will Smith's feelings at that time. We can understand yep, Chris sure. Rock's feelings at the time. Now, he did do a shitty thing. I'm not, Will Smith should be, you know, he gets all that he's getting. You know, that's not the way you handle things. And yep. at the very end of the show, um, Chris Rock said something I thought was very, very poignant and very real. What's that? The very, I think the last line of the show, everybody, he's kept saying, everybody's like, Chris, why don't you, why don't you, you know, go back? Why don't you do something? And he's like, because I was raised. Because I got parents. I got parents, yep. you know, and. Mic dropped and walked off. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> what was the name of the show? Do you remember? I don't. Two words. Selective. Outrage, was it not? Oh, yeah, I think so. And if you remember, this was what, an hour long show? And he didn't get into the Will Smith incident until maybe the last 10 minutes. So he mm -hmm. talked quite a bit about selective outrage from early on. But uh, the name, I think, was Do Will. It was, you know, he, he chose to get outraged at me. And I don't know why, because I'm not the one that had the problem. But uh, yeah, it was a good show. If you have Netflix or you have a chance to watch it, it's well worth it. Just don't... Uh, don't let the young kids around us. Steve was saying there's quite a bit of bad language there. Yeah, but. well, that's Chris Rock. You know, and, and that is what it is. Uh, but I can empathize with both of them, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. And, and, you know, Will Smith has really isolated himself. Yeah. Um, because of his actions, um, because of his inactions. Um, and you know, he's having a real hard time just getting through the day at the moment. I would think yep. he's got a new movie out, but I think that was all done pre, pre all of this. I think it was all ready to go pre all of this. But, uh, Absolutely hate what he did. It was wrong, blah, blah, blah. But like so many people, other people, um, I believe in second chances and I think he's probably been punished enough. So I hope the media and industry, People begin to lighten up on him. I, I do think Chris or uh, Will Smith has suffered a lot. And uh, he was a great actor. You know, he's got a ton of good movies out there. Well, That's my favorite. Yep. I love Independence Day. Oh, yeah. By far one of my, it's in my top five. And I have a rotating top five. It's always in my top five. Welcome yep. to Earth. <laughs> favorite line ever. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get into the show here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Too. Let's do it. All right, so I'm going to start today, so I don't want to for 
forget where I was going to go with my selective outrage. Um, so today, as a result of uh, the Lamar Jackson contract dispute, now, if you're not an NFL fan, uh, Lamar Jackson used to be a quarterback here in Louisville. Uh, he's a good quarterback um, for the most part. He was way too skinny coming out of college, so he had to bulk up quite a bit. And then uh, uh, they uh, – sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I have no idea where you're going with this. I okay. saw the headline yeah. and didn't read it. I thought he just – from what little I read, I thought he just sounded like a – or I, they put a uh, tag on him. They put a restrictive franchise tag, tag. Which means he can't be traded, whatever. No. The one that they put on him means that they give him permission to talk to other teams. Okay. Um, and the, the minimums, I think, to begin the conversation are two first-round picks. Okay. And they have the right to match any offer. So the Ravens have that right. But was there not a guaranteed amount given to him with this tag? Yeah, I mean, I thought it's, it's something stupid. About 30 34 million, million or something, something like that. All right. Something stupid, 34 million? Well, to them it is. To, for, so, uh, for me, that, I'll never make that my entire okay. life. He's going to get that for, for playing seven or eight games of football. No, we, not half season. Yes. They get $68 million. No, he simply doesn't last a whole season, which is getting to be where gotcha. I, gotcha. that's getting to where I'm going. Today, and I'm going to pull up the, the Instagram here because I want to get it right. Is this the one that pissed you off this yes. morning? Yes. Okay. And let me backtrack just a little bit, and I'll just tell you, Robert Griffin III has always been kind of like a player I've always liked to watch. Coming out of college, dual threat quarterback, awesome talent, great arm, good running, good decisions. Got I wouldn't say good decisions all the time. Well, I, I was a huge fan of his. I lived in Washington when they drafted him. And trust me, he was, you know, the hope. He was going to bring it all back. Certainly didn't happen. Well, it didn't happen because after his first energy or injury, he continued to play on a bum knee because Shanahan told him, yeah, you got to play. We need you. Uh, and uh, to me, and he's even come out and said that, hey, that was the worst mistake. That made my knee not right the rest of the time. It's hard to play, blah, 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 on, on a bum knee. I get that. But today, RG3 came out to say um, this. This is his – This is I'm reading right from his Instagram. Lamar Jackson is a unanimous MVP has led the NFL in passing touchdowns, is only 26 years old, is 45-16 as a starter, and all the quarterback needy teams are all saying they're not interested. Doesn't smell right to me. Um, and then you go on down to read several of the, the comments under, and RG3 as of late has been really, for lack of better term, making this a racial issue with with Lamar and Baltimore. And it really set on me the wrong way because I am I am tired of race being the focal point of every op, always being the obstacle. So I replied. I don't ever reply to people on, on Instagram. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. Nobody's going to read it, right? So this is what I replied. 
straight up. I said, race? That's the best you got? Not that it's a terrible business decision to give someone $250 million guaranteed, which is what Lamar Jackson was asking for. $250 million guaranteed. Quarter of a billion dollars. Quarter of a billion dollars. That's with a B. I, yeah, with a B. <laughs> I said, not that it's a terrible business, business decision to play someone $200 million for maybe half a season every year. Because Lamar Jackson has the last three years not played the entire season because of one injury or another. It happens. It's football. I get that. I'm not knocking him as a player. And as you said earlier, he's really skinny, really yeah. lightweight and to be his a style, running quarterback. Yes. And Cam his Newton's style. like 6'6", 220, 230. You get wrecked by, you know, Zadarius Thomas or, you know, Frank Clark. You're done. <laughs> Um, so the second half of my, my, my response was not that, not because the cap hit, the cap hit every year will doom that team to mediocrity, see Cleveland, <laughs> and they're going to find that out now that they're trying to already re rework Deshaun Watson's deal, but it's a race thing. I lost a lot of respect for RG3. And I mean that it, it just made me angry that. You would come out and the very first thing that you you pull out is race, as opposed to, look. It's easy. It, it's easy, and that's stupid. Lamar Jackson, by far, on any given Sunday, could be the best NFL quarterback in the league. On the opposite Sunday, he could be sitting on the bench in a boot because he's not very durable because of the way he plays football. $200 million guaranteed? Not very smart. It just, like I said, it's easy to and, go and to. It, Chris Rock, when you watch the show, remember how many times he talked about the exact same thing? Now, he's a comedian. I'm not trying to say he was serious and that he was trying to play the race card, but a big part of his show was about the race card. And they lose me when they talk like that. But he, he, he didn't lose me because it, it was so obvious a joke. You know, at one point, I don't recall if it was the last show or the one before, it very well may have been the one before, but he's talking about his child and what he did to his child from the time they were babies to get them prepared for what the white man going to do. Yeah. He talks about slapping the crap out of his babies. So, I mean, it was crazy enough. To on, about, on, on the TV show following up to this about how Daniel Jones got 62. Was it 62? $82 million. Daniel Jones has played every game they've asked him to play since he became a rookie. But how many has he won? Well, I, it's it's still, it's the not fact that you played not a reason dollars. to compare. No, I get that. To a totally different talents. I a totally different level of, of money we're talking about. Too. $62 yeah. million, and, and it still allows the Giants to become competitors. I'm sure million that there is probably some racism still in the NFL as far as coaching. And when you look at those things, when you look at players, I don't think they're – it's too competitive. There's too much money spending this so, stuff. Do what? So you think that there's an actual NFL coach or GM that looks at Lamar Jackson? No, no, no. You're missing what I said. I said I think there is some racism involved if you're looking at coaching staffs. When you get to players, well, but this is not what you ask. You ask about Lamar Jackson. Okay. 
what I was saying was when you get to players, I think that it's far too competitive. It's far too much of a business and it is ran as a business and they will do whatever will put the most fans in the stands and the most eyes on the tube watching them because that's where they get their money. Sure. So I don't think they care if it's a green homosexual dwarf. If that can win the games and put the fans in the stands and the eyes on the tube, that's who they're going to play. Okay. Well, let me restructure that then. Sure. So you think that there's a group of owners out there that if, if they think that a black coach is better than a white coach, you're going to go with a white coach? It's been proven too many times. How? It's been proven numerous times. Since when? Now, I mean, within the last 20 years has that happened? I'm just telling you that. Look at the numbers. And after several of the owners even admitted that when you look at the numbers, you cannot defend it, that you absolutely cannot defend. And this has been talked about by several owners. Uh, and they are, and for the last, I don't know, eight, 10 years, probably been making serious steps to try to fix that. But in the last 20 years, there have been numerous owners that have admitted the NFL historically had had a huge problem with wanting to hire white staff for coaching. Okay. Well, those people to me are all ridiculous. <coughs> it just blows me away. If you were willing to, without looking up any facts, automatically write off anyone who said that, I'm sorry, bud, but you're ridiculous. Because I don't – I. I if you have, you won't even look at the facts. You won't even look at I didn't what say the that. owners. No, said. I said, I said, if they believe that, then you think they're ridiculous. If they believe that hiring black coaches is a bad thing, then they are ridiculous. That's what I said. Okay. Why did you look at me like that? I just explained that several coaches had said that that was a problem in the NFL. And you said that's ridiculous. That's and I mean that if there's an owner out there that you thought that it was ridiculous, they were saying that. No, I now understand that you're saying that it's ridiculous that they feel that feel that way. Prime example, and I'm going to butcher his name. I always do. Eric Bieniemy just took a job as OC at Washington, uh, the Commanders. I can't say any better than you. Um, The the whole gig for this racism thing and coaching has been Eric Bieniemy. Oh, he's a terror. He, he should have been a head coach 10 years ago. Well, if you ask any GM that's ever interviewed him, he's a terrible interview. He's not called, and we're going to find out in Washington, the entire time he's been in Kansas City, he's worked with the staff on field, but he didn't call the he didn't call any plays for Kansas City. As an offensive coordinator, Andy Reid called all the plays. And they they've pointed to him multiple times. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. Brian, Brian Flores. This guy is a guy that just drives me insane. I don't even know why he's still in the league, <laughs> to be blunt. Head coaching in, in Miami. Does it, he does it okay. He does a fine job. Butts head with the owner. Okay, that's your employer. I don't care if you're white, purple, or black. You start doing that, that's going to create friction. And people typically don't want to keep friction people around. And then turns around and sues them, saying it was all racism. And, and whether it was or not, I don't know. Wasn't there? Is it hard to play? It you is, play and it just really, really bothers me. And I, I just gotta bring that up. Hey, double, doubles here. I just feel like. Do you remember Warren Moon? Oh yeah, I love Warren Moon. 
he was one of. I'm thinking the first, probably not, but he was one of the first. We're hearing then, and I think this applies to coaches as well. The thinking back then was even long after blacks had established themselves as being very predominant in the NFL in all athletics. Uh, when you look at guys like Jim Brown, it's you know which had come along way before. It would be extremely hard to argue that the blacks had not become dominant. But what it took much longer to happen in the NFL was to believe that blacks were intelligent enough. And that was a, many of the coaches said at the time that they didn't think that blacks were intelligent enough to be quarterbacks. Stupid. Stupid. It is. Now, also a proven fact that we're pretty much over it, but it took several more years for the owners to get to the point where they said, okay, they're even smart enough to be head coaches and offensive coordinators. Yeah, it's just Sad. ridiculous. It is. It's ridiculous. It and is. I don't know the answer to racism. But I want to tell you, it, you said when we were having dinner tonight, you had a story that I'd never heard before, and it makes so much sense. Because in my opinion, in my mind, the establishment, regardless of the establishment, whatever your definition of the establishment is, for me, typically it's government because I'm a political junkie. The one thing that scares them more than anything is that we can unite beyond race that we actually do judge people Dance. by the content of our know story. Yeah, Dance. so that story, because it makes so much sense. And, as lo and I say that because if you go to a playground and there's white kids and there's Mexican kids and there's black kids and there's Japanese kids and there's, you know, uh, South American kids, they're all playing and they don't care what color they are. And here we are as adults being dumb and then taking that amount of dumb and teaching it to those children. Yeah, Shame person. on us. Sorry. So please tell Absolutely that story sad. because I've never heard it before. It's a good story. And neither had I. And it, uh, it was attributed in the article that I read to Mark Twain. I did a little bit of research and found out that that is either not true or highly controversial. They don't know that he was the first. He did write about it, but there was other people about the same time and maybe even some before. But anyway, the ant story. Uh, the ant story is if, if you take a hundred black ants and you take a hundred red fire ants and you put them in a jar, they will peacefully coexist. But if you shake the holy crap out of that jar and then you turn the jar over and you dump it out, they'll fight to the death. Because at that point, the red ants think the black ants are the enemy, and vice versa. What neither one of them realize is that neither one of them is the enemy. It's the guy shaking the jar. So the question that we really should be asking is who's shaking the jar? It doesn't matter really what the, what the conversation is. If it's conservatives versus liberals, if it's whites versus blacks, if it's men versus women, it doesn't matter. There's always somebody that wants to shake the jar. And the question we should be asking in most cases isn't, why are you my enemy? It's who's shaking the freaking jar. Right, absolutely. And, and I think that humans, regardless of where you're at in the world, you know, the United States, within the United States, we have to ask that question. Uh, if you're a North Korean in North Korea, you have to ask that question. Um, speaking of North Koreans, they are calling this this food shortage that they're about to have 
it, it's heartbreaking because in today's world, nations shouldn't starve. You know, we're sending, and I'm going to throw it out there, $150 billion to Ukraine for war, and they're starving people that half their, they're talking like a percentage, like 15, 20, 25% of their population could starve to death because of their nuclear war program, their nuclear weapons program. That's basically. part of it. I There's mean, it's a huge droughts and other things going along. Yeah, but the, the, you know, even as much as I think that, yeah, we should have sanctions there, we should definitely hold Kim Jong-un accountable. For us to sit here as America, as any country in the world and say, well, our sanctions are more important than those starving people, I think that's wrong. I agree I, with I just, you. I, now, I haven't read specifically very much at all about this one. I do know that in two or three other cases, uh, Numerous countries around the world have offered food to North Korea, and it is every single time without exception been turned down. Sure. He's unwilling because he knows that he would have to agree to let some of the people in the country to fly it in, to truck it in, however, and he's not willing to do it. Yeah. So they refuse all help in instances like this. Yeah. No, I get it. And, you know, uh, when I was training, I was used to be a store manager for Duckwall Alco. Our, our headquarters was in Abilene, Kansas. Well, the thing Abilene was famous for was making what they called gruel. And that was one of the food sources that we sent to Africa all those times. It was just a, it's basically a package. You can eat it. It's sugar. It's carbohydrates. You can break it apart, break it down, make breads out of it. You can use it for lots of stuff. It's protein infused. Um, and we used it for so much back then. And those folks, it saved them, you know, we would like to think it saved a lot of lives. I just, it, it's really bad. And now they're, they're talking about the leadership in North Korea is starting to shift. And there may be issues there because he's had his daughter out in public more. And she's like 12. But his sister's also been out more in public. And she is... She's the one to worry about. She's by all intents, everything that I've ever heard about her, she is way more um, serious than Kim Jong-un ever. But anyway, I didn't mean to get into that. I just, I just, that really bothered all the way back to, let's just take it all the way back real quick to RG3. It really bothered me that they think that that is a race issue. And I don't think that it is. I think it's a business issue. Look, Baltimore wants to pay him a fair wage. And this is a way that they can see what the market would bring for him and allow them to be able to save as much money as they can. It's, it's just a business decision. I don't yeah. think it has anything to do with race. Anywho, so what do you think? More or, or less. Oh, I'll tell you what right. I think. I think it's time for a commercial. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Ed Locke with USA Mortgage. Here at USA Mortgage, we view you as customer for life. That means we are with you every step of your journey to help before, during, and well after you move into your new home. Home buying can be stressful, but we are here to make the process easy. I know driving determination with my very talented team here at USA Mortgage will make for some incredible things. You can expect to receive great customer service from me with many customized options tailored to your financial goals and needs. So if you're looking to cruise into a new home or refinance, I can be the driver that gets you there. 
call or text me at 502-680-0953 to find out how to get approved. MLS ID 448-908, that's Acquisition LLC, doing business as USA Mortgage, MLS ID 227-262. This is not a commitment to lend. Additional terms and conditions apply. USA Mortgage is an equal housing opportunity. <laughs> Ed Locke, international man of mystery, mortgage originator extraordinaire. And he gets his Absolutely. haircut at the same place I do. So he's got great hair, like you, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> you. You're welcome. You know, I can't wait till we actually have video. We're, we're a couple of months now. I'm getting excited about video. So they can see my bald head. Oh, well, you know, I'm just, I think that when... I make it look good. I know. You tell me all the time. I just think that when they get uh, the visuals of what's going on here, when they can see the looks that you give me, like a minute ago when you thought I no, was I trying to be racist, you look so disappointed in me. I was like, what is he thinking I'm saying? Um, I admit, I took that the wrong way. But according to what you've said for years, once we get video, we're gonna have we're gonna be like Joe Rogan esque. We're gonna have like hundreds of millions of listeners. Have you heard of the new thing they're trying to start? What's that? The slap fighting. Oh, I've seen that. That's so stupid. That's what Joe Rogan and a bunch of the UFC guys are trying to get going. I've seen it. Read an article. Women says too. It's the next big thing. I think it, I, I just don't understand. I don't get why you're going to risk injury to stand there and I couldn't do somebody. it. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of fighting and and stuff, um, I we have um, a fellow podcast group and a former wrestler that I've wrestled with. Uh, Larry D, the, his family literally lost everything a couple of days ago in a fire. Lost mm, everything. Um, they had a podcast and they were doing wrestling. He's a he's a mover shaker. Been on Impact Wrestling, TNA. Um, he's been he's wrestled all over the world. Larry D's hand is the size of this freaking laptop. I kid you not, huge. Favorite Larry D story. And, I'm going to go down there and hopefully get to see them soon. Uh, but my favorite Larry D story is we were wrestling. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I used to be a professional wrestler for a few years. But we were wrestling, and, and that particular night I was I was wrestling and being a referee because sometimes in the small things, that's what you had to do, right? So we were back there in the back, and Larry's like, I'm going to go up on the top rope. And I'm going to jump off and try to hit him. He's going to be laying there, but you're going to walk in front of him and catch me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to what? He said, yeah, you're going to walk in front of me and catch me. And I'm like, Larry. And at the time, he slimmed down a lot. At the time, now, this is a 350-pound dude coming off the top <laughs> rope. Larry's a big dude. Larry's, I was like, are you serious? He's like, Yeah. And then you're just going to roll out of the ring because you're going to be dead. And I'm like, that's the second <laughs> half of that. Yeah. So we get to the match. The guy's laying there. Larry goes, runs up, jumps off the top, and just 
looks like he completely obliterates me. I mean, you can see maybe my feet sure. sticking out from underneath him. And uh, but he's such a good worker, good smooth guy. Um, but good people, please keep Larry and and his wife in in, in your prayers and their son as they Absolutely. are trying to rebuild from a terrible, terrible house fire. Anyway, I just want to throw that out there. Sorry. You know, so many times we think we have it bad, and we start playing the poor me card. It's really not hard to find a lot of people that have it a lot worse. Yeah. And if you want to uh, start feeling better about your situation, there's, there's, you know, that'll is a good way to put it in perspective. Take a look around and see how truly hard some people have it and maybe decide to help a few of them. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take much, uh, you know, and, and, just because you only have 10 bucks to spare, that might be the difference in, in a car payment that you didn't know anything sure. about, you know, or, or uh, some other kind of bill. I mean, that's, that's, you know, it adds up. They've often said that. So. Very true. So anyway, um, do we want to get into the, uh, the, the new videos or we want to wait on that? What new videos? The Tucker Carlson videos. We want to wait on that because uh, <laughs> my blood pressure is kind of even killed. Well, if we're going to go into it, let's go into all the, yeah. the videos that you're talking about. Is well, I don't think they're McCarthy, I, Well, they really are. It's coming out at the exact same time. They're, they're not connected directly. But you're talking about the videos that McCarthy gave Fox. Was it Fox or just Tucker Carlson? I think it was directly to Tucker, right? Yeah, probably. He gave Tucker Carlson... Uh, how many was it? Was it like 25,000 hours? 40. A video, but part of it had previously been released, I think. It was a lot. It was maybe 25,000 or more hours of previously unreleased video of the Capitol, uh, the riots in the Capitol. Sure, let's go into it. What better time? <laughs> well, speaking of time, that's why I'm asking. We got we don't have a lot of time left. That's why I wanted to. Maybe we should hold off on that a little bit, if you want. Know. Huh? If you want. Yeah, let's hold it's off because that way we have. I think it's one of those things that's still developing, and I want to come on record and be wrong about everything. Well, if you go with what Tucker is telling, you're going to be very wrong. Uh, he's cherry picked, and he's found. Tucker is trying to minimize, and that's why McCarthy gave him, you know, an exclusive access to this video. Uh, there's a reason why he didn't give, you know, 25,000 hours of previously unseen video to MSNBC or someone like that. He'd give it to someone that he thought would be friendly. Um, obviously, that's going to be Fox News. So Tucker Carlson so far has done exactly what was expected, and he's trying to, he's cherry-picked it and trying to find uh, video of people who weren't being destructive and weren't chanting for someone's death like Pence or Pelosi. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what everyone thought it would be. So on a different topic, let's just, do you think, uh, do you think Biden is going to run again? I don't know. You and I talked about it close to a year ago that we really hope that Biden or Trump would run. Trump has already declared. 
Trump is the so far the front runner. I know it's only a straw poll. It's not, you know, indicative of things to come. It can certainly change. But at the CPAC the other day, he was three to one to his next closest competitor, Ron DeSantis from Florida, 62% to 20. Uh, and in every single poll, Trump is leading that I've saw. And everything that I've saw says that Joe Biden probably will. I think, I, I don't know. I, at that age, in the shape that he's in mentally, physically, I don't think the Democrats want him to run. I don't think anybody wants. And I don't think the Democrats want Kamala Harris anywhere near it either. We well, don't blunt. hear her being mentioned. Or I no, not at all. Not I also all. don't think most Republicans want Donald Trump to run. Oh, hell no. He still is. Oh, uh, I think, well, it comes down, the Donald Trump thing is such a, such a, what's the word? It's, it's so unique. Um, he touches by unique. He means dangerous, stupid, crazy. No, no. I, oh. I, I mean, like how he has enamored so many people to become so ferociously loyal to him. Yeah. That's a unique thing in politics. You don't get that every day. Um, you know, and I think that that scares the mainstream politicians a lot with good reason. But, I don't know that that scares them. I think what scares them is a lot of things he didn't say. One thing that scares them was when he, early on, I think it was before he was elected, he went on air and was talking about exactly what you just mentioned. And he said, if I went into the street in New York City and shot someone in front of the media, in front of the press, these people would still support me. So, yeah, Donald Trump realized that... These people weren't going to turn their back on him early on and uh, certainly capitalized on that. <laughs> you see, Eddie just came in and she looked at us like, what y'all doing? And then just turned around and left. <laughs> this is boring. I'm leaving. Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not rubbing me enough. You know, but that being said, and I get that, and, and, you know, he said that. But here's the other part of that. You know why our shows, we didn't turn our light on today. We're not on the air. How failed. There we go. Now. now we are. Much better. <laughs> um, but the one thing I liked about his presidency, and the one thing I liked badly, it shakes status quo politicians to the core. Now, I never voted for Trump. You know that. Won't vote for him if he runs again, and he is. Um as as it is right now, if just of the people that are thought to be running on the Republican side, I'd have to say DeSantis is probably where my vote would fall to, if we had to vote for today. I would um, go with Nikki Haley. Yeah, but I just, it, it, I don't think she has a shot. So, Do you um, think Ron DeSantis does? Yes, I, I do. I think he, he very much does. Um, he is a super... Smart guy. He's very inflammatory, though. Oh, yeah. What and Republicans, <laughs> my point is, after Trump, what they need is someone like Nikki Haley to calm things down, to bring a breath of fresh air, an adult voice into the room. Okay. And DeSantis doesn't do that. DeSantis has got too many things that, is, you know. 
like it or not, he's going to go off the deep end on some things that the overall population is not going to be in favor of. I get that. I get that. But when you say Nikki Haley is going to calm things down, do you say that in terms of going back to status quo? I'm saying that in terms of for the Republican Party to get over Donald Trump. They need to convince people that there is an adult calm voice in the room. Yeah. Ron DeSantis, I don't think, does that. And who's that voice on the Democrat side? Because I don't see one of those either. The point is, was there anyone who was going off the rails trying to overthrow democracy on the Democratic side? January 6th, which we'll talk about at a different time, aside. You can't put it aside. You cannot take the first time that Washington, D.C. was under attack since the War of 1812, and it was instigated by a president one hour before telling them to march to the Capitol and fight with everything you've got. You cannot put it aside. I I don't even want to comment on that yet because it'll just get us started. Because there are different ways of saying different things, not meaning what's actually being said. It's I all have no idea what that means. Well, None. that's good. I like making you confused. <laughs> no, it just you didn't confuse me. You made me believe that you don't know what the heck you're saying. No, I definitely know what I'm saying. Um, I just I, I understand what you're saying about you. You don't want you need you. You feel that something, but. One thing that Trump has exposed is that if even if you don't like Trump, if you're a bleeding heart liberal and you don't like Trump, he has at least exposed one yeah. thing. And he's spaghetti. Um, the one thing that he's exposed is that the Republicans or the Democrats, they don't give a hot shit about any of us. All they care about is power. And when he was even making those statements, if he was even trying to say, oh, I'm going to do this to curb your power, that's when they all got really fired up about it. And and I'm not saying Trump's a good guy. I never voted for him to like him. But he did expose some things that a lot of people said, aha. When everybody, and it's like I told you earlier with the Tucker, Tucker Carlson stuff, when all of Washington is against you, you're either way off the ranch or you're getting really close to home. So, and I think that Trump did that in some, some respects, but I, I think there's that Trump did a lot of good things in some respects. I think one of the best things that he did was he let Americans believe you don't have to be a lifelong politician to be able to do this job. No, just have to be a billionaire. <laughs> that helped. Yeah, that certainly helped. That's the, the that's, one billionaire that I wanted to win never did, Ross Perot. Yeah, yeah. Well, going, Ross going actually probably had the best opportunity as a third-party candidate until he, he until he quit the first time, and then he came back, and that killed his campaign. Yeah, you can't be shown as a quitter when you're running for president, and then expect to be welcomed back with open arms. I um, would agree bluntly, but whoo! Hey, you know what? What's that? We've almost made it through a whole show. I haven't really talked about Jack. You haven't talked about nothing. Man, I've Do been doing all the work here. Well, okay, I'll help you out a little bit. <laughs> At least I'm, I'm making kidding. offer. You, uh, 
you said that we're going to wait to talk about the Tucker Tucker Carlson video. Do we also want to wait on what's coming out about what Tucker Carlson, Rupert Murdoch, Brett Bayer, Laura Ingram? Uh, well, I'd like said, to. I mean, literally, that came out right as we were getting. I have no, no, no. That's well, been coming out for a week or better. Okay. Well, I haven't seen it, so I have. I'd be going okay. in blind. We'll wait. That's we'll not wait. fair. That's not fair. You know what I mean? Then I totally agree. We shall wait. Because I, I mean, want to so. be able to have a wonderful conversation with you, just because you know that helps our. Um, it, it helps our show for me to be able to have a smart conversation. There's not going to be a lot for you to find. I'll just tell you now, and I'm not bragging. I'm just basically what we're talking about, the part of the January 6th lawsuit between Dominion uh, voting system against Fox Network for $1.7 billion has been heard or hitting the news recently because as part of discovery, they requested all uh, related information from Fox, and Fox turned it over. And some of it, they turned over a ton of it. Part of it, they didn't turn over. They later claimed they just missed it. But uh, some of the other individual people turned it over. So Dominion has every friggin' email, internal email, from Rupert Murdoch and the president and the CEO and all of the, the big newscasters, Tucker Carlson. And uh, Laura Ingram and all these guys, they have all the emails. And there is an absolute ton of damaging information that has come out where these guys, with without exception, every single one of them were slamming. I'm not going to get into it too much, but there's a ton of information where they were uh, absolutely making fun of Trump. Everything that he was saying, Sidney Powell, all of it. And then they would turn around hours later and go on air and just simply parrot whatever Trump was saying, which is why that their Fox News is probably going to lose this lawsuit, which will be huge, $1.7 billion. Well, you know, they could say that, and, and I get that. Who can say what? <laughs> huh? You said they can say that. Well, what I mean is if they go on the news and they go on these shows and they, they spout whatever Fox is telling them to spout. No, no, no. They're spouting whatever they decide. These guys are not being told by Fox what to say. And they have the emails. They don't want to be totally different. So Laura Ingram has got several where she's like, okay, guys, what are we going to talk about today? But they don't have a higher up that tells them what to say. Gotcha. The, the big four, which is Brett Bayer and Martha McCollum, um, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingram. The, those are the, the top four guys, and they don't have people telling them what to say. They're allowed to say whatever basically they want. Well, there you go. Which will probably hurt them even more. I don't know if, that, if they've been sued individually or if it's only Fox. I'm not for sure. But at that point, you can't, you know, you can't claim that I was forced to say this. Yeah. No, I, it really is no different than all of the liberal, you know, the MSN. They randomly say the same bullet points. You can pull that Well, across. there is a huge difference, and the difference is this. You can't, unless you're going to give me examples of when they were saying things that caused people to go to the Capitol. Oh, and yeah, to, back to this again. Steve, <laughs> what caused tens of thousands of people to go to Washington, D.C., 
and to break into the Capitol. Yeah. If it wasn't for, we were talking earlier and you said Trump has got to bear a lot of the responsibility. Not 100% agree, but some of the responsibility has got to go to the Tucker Carlson's and Brett Bears of the world who are going on TV and backing up everything that he's saying and mm-hmm. saying, this is what happened. Your votes were stolen from you. This election was stolen from you. That's why you get people who try to take over Washington. Well, take over the Capitol. They take over the whole city. <laughs> if they get the Capitol, they pretty much got it. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying. I'm going to withhold judgment. I still think there's more coming out about January 6th that we don't know yet. No. Um, I will. They've been claiming that from the very beginning. From the very beginning, you heard from Fox, there's a bunch of Antifa instigators. Do you know how many Antifa instigators were arrested oh, as a result of that? None. Zero. Exactly. None. Figured. Guess how many Tucker Carlson has proven were there? You got it. None. Mm. Zero. Okay. Guess how many Kevin McCarthy, who's had access to the 41,000 hours for some time. Guess how many he's alleged were there? None. You got it. Okay. Zero. I don't like Antifa. I think... I don't I, either. What did I say I earlier? I think the whole damn thing needs to be shut down and rebooted. I don't like our government is broken. Our media is broken. Our law enforcement, as far as federally, is broken. Do you know what blows me away? What? I agree with some of what you said, but let's sum it all up. Here's what blows me away. You believe that our government is broken. You believe that. Law enforcement is broken. And when you say law enforcement, you mean law enforcement. You I mean, mean FBI. police forces, FBI, CIA, Department of Justice, all of them. Everything that comes under Department of Justice, right? No, I don't. Well, you name one exception you do not think is broken. I think that local law enforcement is oh, broken. Local, well, you and I talk, you pretty much not from the same sense, but you think they're broken from the fact that that's where a lot of your bad apples are that are out here shooting some guy for I think no that, reason. You know, they have. I just simply think that they need to be held to a higher account. Security cams do a, a, a much better job. That gives them some accountability. Um, Back to what we're saying. Do you yeah. think the government's broken? Law enforcement's broken? You yeah. think the media's broken? Uh, you think corporations think are broken? But what Washington you do believe broken. in, you think Washington's broken? Definitely. But for those of you that don't know him, do you know what this guy truly believes in? Rabbit holes, conspiracy theories. That is not broken. That is alive and doing well in Mr. Steve's mind. Oh, we're going to do a whole show soon on conspiracy theories. Oh, we've already done several. Why do we not do more? <laughs> I just, how can you sit here, watch whatever, take your pick of news, be it liberal news, Republican news, and it's, I mean, it's all the same. It's all slanted. It, it really doesn't matter to me anymore about a D or not. It doesn't matter from MSNBC to Fox News. It's all broken. And what they report on in Washington is all broken. If you could tell me more than five politicians that actually give a hot damn about you and me sitting in central Kentucky in Washington, I would change my mind. But there isn't one. Yeah. There's maybe two, maybe three. No, there's more. You think so? We maybe. have close to that many in the state of Kentucky. We have Three, two in Kentucky that I can name that's in Washington. Rand Paul and Tipton? No. Hell no. 
Rand Paul Tipton. I thought you liked James Tipton. Uh, he's a politician. At this I've heard point. you. I've talked to him since. For he's a lot like Andy Barr. We talked okay. about Andy Barr. How we used Last to like I Andy you Barr. Talk about Tipton was you liked him, and I, I did. And then the second time I talked to him, it was all bullet points. And I, no, you're not here for me. You're here for okay. you now. I just thought there was your job. Two. Regardless of what position you're running, it, to go to Washington is to go there to represent me, but you don't have time to talk to he, me. He is very physically conservative. That, I will say, I do like about him. Almost to the point it's stupid. Maybe. I mean, seriously, the we two I'm thinking of is Thomas Massey and Rand Paul. Those are the okay. only two people that actually I feel, and I don't think Rand, I would ever want to even have a beer with Rand Paul. He's very rigid, very... Didn't feel like a very cool I'll guy. I'll tell you one that's no longer there that I had a ton of respect for is Paul Ryan. No, not me. Ton of respect. Not me. You don't think that guy was saying what he truly believed? No, I didn't like Paul Ryan at all. What didn't you not like? He was uh, a physical conservative. He told it like of. it was. He sort didn't of. try to kick sort of in my ass. Tell me <laughs> someone that was more physically conservative than him. Ted uh, Cruz wasn't near. No, <laughs> no, he wasn't. Over Paul Ryan? No. Mm. I love that guy. Hated when he retired. I'm glad he's gone. Luke Gingrich is another one. I know you'd agree. But he's not there. I'm saying today. I still read stuff. I know he's not in what he's not elected, but he's still pretty influential. I read comments and things. He's he's still the smartest guy in the room. He's still writing a lot of stuff. He's pretty involved. Yeah. You know, and he's, he will always, until the day he passes, will always probably be one of the smartest guys in the room. But I'm talking about people in Washington right now regardless of the letter, that actually cares about the people they represent. You know, well, before, we've talked. Manchin probably is one. Manchin Tulsi Gabbard one. is probably one. Uh, what's his name? The old uh, the old guy about to fall over, not Biden, the other one. Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders. Well, he doesn't care about his people. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Bull crap. He, he cares, cares about more than his ideology. Which he thinks will what? Help everybody. No, it will help him get reelected. That's that's Bull the crap. difference to me. Yeah. Look at that guy. He that's not the life he's lived. It, uh, that's not, I mean, he truly yeah, he believes in what mansions. he says. No, he's stupid. He's what six mansions? Yeah, he doesn't have six mansions. Uh, he has this? three, I think. Oh, you just decided to be like the rest of the media and artificially Absolutely. begin inflating? Why can I do that? I'm gonna look at that real quick. You keep talking. I'm pretty sure he has one home that's worth maybe a million dollars. I don't think he has three mansions, three houses, and what is it worth? I don't know. Don't care. He has one that's quite five hundred seventy-five thousand dollars is the lightest one, the the cheapest one. That's a mansion. Not here. I mean, it depends on where you live. Oh, really? <laughs> we in live Cynthia, in Central Kentucky. Here, that's you've a nice told house. me about. If I'm not mistaken, that's a nice house. You would you call it a mansion? No. Oh. So in where is he from? Connecticut, Massachusetts. I don't know. Connecticut or Somewhere Connecticut, up, I think. Northeast. Which is far, He's far more got a three expensive bed, area. Three and two up there. Probably. <laughs> and here you are calling it a mansion. Anywho. Six anyway. of them. Guys. Six mansions. We're going to call it a night with that. Gosh, what a, what a terrible, terrible. <laughs> Pretty much. A terrible, terrible way to go tonight. We appreciate you being here. We, we thank you. That we always do. Oh, absolutely. We have a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to have, hopefully, our guest next week. We'll have a guest next week, be it the one we had for tonight or or, or Clay Davis will be joining us. One of the two, we're going to get those. we still got Ron that's going to join us for some prepping uh, stuff. So we'll figure it all out. 
And as always, if you can't see the light, be the light.